Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on vSEN. Okay, Lombardi Line is proudly presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. You can visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app, which has been reconfigured. It's very slick. Also, if you're in town there in Vegas, stop by an MGM property. Bring your state-issued ID. You're ready to bet within minutes. Got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. The big guy, Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. Week 11, as we say happy holidays here on the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. How about this? The Jets, 6-3. and three. The Pats, mm-hmm. who are sitting 10 on your power rankings, 5-4. and four. Both teams are coming in fresh off of by Michael Lombardi. We saw these two teams in Jersey on October 30th, the day before Thanksgiving. Zach Wilson threw three picks and a 22-17 home loss. Yet the number is interesting because this is a sharp play. All professional bettors I know are on the Jets today catching 3.5. We have had a shop dip to New England lane 3 but most shops right now, you find the Jets at the Patriots laying three and a half and a very low total of 38. You know, and, and uh, all this is really related to the, the Patriots' inability to function well offensively and be consistent offensively. So since they went to Cleveland with, with, with Bailey Zappi and they were able to throw the football effectively, they had a 300-yard passing game. That's been the anomaly. That, that has been the anomaly. All right, they had 300-yard passing against Baltimore. They were playing from behind. They had a 300-yard passing game against a bad Browns defense. But since that, but 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 when you look at the other games, 104 yards against Green Bay, backup quarterback, 188 against Detroit. They won that game, but it wasn't a very pretty win. I mean, that Detroit turned the ball over. The defense won that game. They averaged a ridiculously low yards per play, you know. And then you come back, and then they go the Bears, which is not a great defense by any means. The Bears hold them to 190. You know, the Jets hold them to 161 passing. And then last week, and then the last time they played, the Colts, which is a good defense, you know, they, they had 200 yards of total offense, 133. So this is a game where the Jets' defense is good against the Patriot offense, which hasn't been good. Now, you know, and they haven't, they have not played a game this year, which is remarkable for Coach Belichick. They have not played a game this year where they haven't turned the ball over. They have not played a game this year. They've had two games where they've turned it over four times. Chicago and Baltimore, they lost both those games. Now, fortunately, their defense is creating turnovers. You know, when they played the Jets, they created three turnovers, which was huge. They got six points in that game without even getting a first down. And so this matchup is very challenging for New England. They're going to have to prove, A, they can block the front, and B, they can consistently move the football. I think it's a low-scoring game. I think the three-and-a-half is why all the Sharps are on it, because they think it's going to be a field goal game. Look, they were able to hold they, – they held the Jets. You know, the Jets only ran the ball for 51 yards the last time they played them. And Wilson, uh, you know, he said it would turn the ball over. Yeah. When you watch the turnovers, they were really unforced errors. He throws the ball to McCourty in bounds, like just throw the thing out of bounds. He throws the ball over to the sideline of Jonathan Jones. It's, he's trying to throw it out of bounds. He throws it in bounds. Stupidity was the reason they lost the last time. I mean, Zach Wilson was stupid with the football. Let's be fair. And I think this time when they play, I think the Jets are going to basically put Zach Wilson in a, in a lock, and they're going to tie him up and say, you're not going to lose the game for us. 
if we have to punt 10 times, 12 times, we'll punt 10 times, 12 but you're not losing the game for us. Okay, don't worry, Nesson. I got your back because I'm going to fight these sharps off with some logic. First off, Belichick, Michael Lombardi is 15-7 and seven off a of bye. He beats teams by an average of nine points. A coaching mismatch, Belichick greater than Salah. Belichick just picked Wilson three times in a win in Jersey. He's coming back the other way. He's got time to prepare for Zach Wilson, who's erratic as all get out. Uh, if I'm Nesson, I'm, I'm feeling disrespected by the three that's popping up in the three and a half across the books. Well, I mean, look, the one thing you would defend yourself here, and I think you're right. I mean, the one thing they did, they were able to run the football. Not great. They ran it 34 times in the game. So they ran it 34 times in the game. They had 24 completions. That's 58. So they executed. They didn't get a lot done, but they executed, right? They got six sacks against them. They were sacked Zach Wilson six times. So they were able to – and they controlled the football 35 minutes, and they won by six, right? So, I mean, and they were six for 19 on third down. And that third down conversion, a lot of those happened in the first quarter. They went most of the second half without converting a third down. So I think if you're going to sit there and say, yeah, you know, we got a chance, yeah, that, there's your chance. you got to run the ball. you got to control the clock like they did. And you've got to force – Zach Wilson into making the mistakes. I just don't think, as, and I'm not a Salai fan, as you know, I just don't think Salai is going to let Zach Wilson play in the game. I think it's going to be screens. I think it's going to be flats. I think it's going to be a lot of West Coast concepts to get him to have the ball and then not mess around with it. Nope, not going to do it. I don't care what you say, Michael. I don't care what the Sharpies say. The Patriots have beaten the Jets 13 straight times. It's Belichick off a bye. It's Belichick v. Salah. It's Zach Wilson. I'm not. I'm not biting it. I'm not biting the sharp number here. I'm not. I'm not going with the sharps. I will stand up for Nesson and tell you, especially if I can lay the three. You know what this feels like, Michael? It feels like a three-point game either way. I think you'll agree with that. Three-point either way. Not anything more than that. I think if I were, if you said to me, what would you play? I would play the Patriots at three, the Jets at three and a half. There you go. I, I, I think answer. the Patriots can win the game. I'm not saying they can't. I just think the three and a half is a little bit too much. I had it as a 2.47 game. Now I'm getting I'm getting a full point, so I I, I got to play it. And when you break down the game codes, they're very, these two teams are very similar, right? Very similar. Now we've got to figure out what what's going to happen. New England offensive line. I think that's a critical thing to talk about. You know, last week in practice they had Isaiah Wynn was working over at left tackle because the the, the uh, Trent Brown was hurt over at left tackle. He had an illness, but he's now not on the injury report any longer. So will they get Parker back? Parker's a big play guy. They need Parker, right? They need Josh Uche, too. They need because he can rush the passer. They give them more speed. When they have Mac Wilson and Uche on the field, they're a much faster team. So I, I just think, to me, that that's going to come down to can they block it? Now, the key for the Patriots is this Jet offensive line is not good enough. On the road, they should struggle to give Wilson time. And that's where the Patriots have to take advantage of it. It ain't going to be pretty. Wins are going to be 15 to 20 sustained, 30s. It's going to be cold at Gillette there for Jets and, of course, Patriot fans. Stronger gusts than 20 mile an hour. Throws and kicks are going to be impacted, and you got a low total. I mean, you got a total popping up of 37.5. Most shops have it 38. It's going to be an ugly game. No doubt. And it's going to be an ugly game that they want to be an ugly game. I mean, that's what, to me, that's why the Jets, the Jets want it to be an ugly game because the Jets want it to be a 60, the Denver game when they played Rippon in Denver, right? They want it to be that kind of game. They want it to be get a play here, make a play there, keep a close. What, they win 16 again? again. They won 16 to 10 in that game? I mean, that's what they got to do. They have to keep this a low-scoring game, keep attached, and have a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. And that's their recipe. Look, they were able to beat Buffalo because they turned the ball over. Buffalo turned it over twice in the fourth quarter before the bye. You know? And when you break down their win total, I mean, they beat Miami with a backup quarterback. Right, that game is seventeen. That game seventeen to sixteen, and, and Miami's going to kick a field goal, and they miss it. Next thing you know, the Jets. Wilson dominates the third quarter. Wilson dominated the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. You know, he came and played really well against Pittsburgh, and then against Green Bay, they played that low scoring, blocked a kick, won with the kicking game, and then they played Denver sixteen to nine game, and then New England just New England beat them at their own game. I mean, that was essentially what they did. New England held them to fifty one yards rushing. The Jets couldn't run the ball. New England ran for 127. New York, New York. Let's keep the theme going here on the Lombardi line. Detroit Lions, you can't stop them. 
I guess you can <laughs> hope to contain them. The, uh, the Giants today, the Giants, have they been lucky? Well, the number indicates maybe so. They're only lane three hosting a Detroit team that just beat the Bears. Well, I mean, look, you know, I, I think this will be the first time since 2017 that if the Lions can win two road games, and <laughs> can Jared Goff win two road games in a row under 40 degrees? Like, you know, let's get not carried away with the win last week against the Bears. You know, they, they, that call, you know, the Eagle fans are complaining about the face mask call. I thought one of the most egregious calls all, we, all, all last weekend was the defensive uh, illegal contact. Uh, defensive holding I guess if you will on the corner I mean I was talking to a coach this week who was watching the play and he says to me I said that would be like you would use that play as a clinic tape to show your players what you should do to jam a guy at the line of scrimmage he said oh yeah without a doubt and yet they got called for it and on that play Goff got intercepted this game is all about hitting golf, right? If you're Don Martindale and you got to hit Jarek, you got to hit you got to hit Jarek Goff. You got to take him and make him become a shotgun quarterback, not an under center quarterback. Now most people would think that's wrong, right? But it's not. Because when he's under center, he can play action. When he's in shotgun, he wants the ball out of his hands quick. So you got to make him a shotgun quarterback. You got to stop the run, you got to set the edges. They want to run the ball outside with Swift, they want to run the ball inside with Williams. You got to set the edges and you've got to be able to physically make Goff have to throw it and then blitz him and hit him and hit him often and then create some turnovers. And I think that's what the key to the game is going to be for the Giants. Look, the Giants will move the ball because the Lions are really bad on defense. They haven't gotten any better. And there's a lot of easy throws within the Lions' defense that, that Daniel Jones will make. And I think, that, I think the Giants will control this football for 35 minutes because there's a lot of plays to be had on the field. Low number because the Giants' seven one-score wins tied with the Vikings this year. That doesn't happen very often in NFL history. It's a wild number. Have they been fortunate? Maybe. Let's go ahead and throw up Michael Lombardi's line here on the Giants hosting the Lions. What do you have, Michael, on this one? I had a 4.52 game here. You know, and, and I like the Giants here. I do. I like it. I, I just think, to me, the Lions have been very fortunate in this the last two weeks. You know, they beat Green Bay at home. Green Bay had plenty of opportunity. I, I, look, when you're playing road games – You've got to get control of the game. And to get control of the game, you've got to be able to play great defense. And I don't see them playing great defense. I mean, I know what happened last week. That, look, Daniel Jones can run on the quarterback runs too. I mean, the Bears had 408 yards against them last week, 250 on the ground. I think, they'll get, I think the Giants will get 260 in the air and another 150 on the ground. Okay, coming up, Michael Lombardi's top 10 quarterbacks. My assumption is that guy in Kansas City who's going to play in Los Angeles named Mahomes is going to be near the top. We've got the Chiefs Chargers next as well. Lombardi line on Sunday. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet, First Bet. Right now, you sign up, you get 10 bucks instantly, plus a $200 deposit match bonus when you use the promo code HORSE200. For all the information, go to slash horses. That's slash horses. And while we're doing it, a special shout out to Bill AD and the tremendous daily newsletter. I start with it. I know Michael starts with it every day as well. What's cool about it is it kind of, it really positions everything for you. So when you want to go World Cup, it's got the links there. You want to go NFL, it's got the links there. It's got a write-up from Brent Musburger. It's got Michael Lombardi's articles, and it's all free. Go to vison.com, enter your email address, and wake up every morning with the daily newsletter. It's written by Bill. He does a really, really good job with it. Very succinct, actionable. Let's go top five quarterbacks as we throw them up here. we got plenty to do on the Lombardi line. Still 45 to go. We're going to run the board with Michael, get leans, get three official plays. Thomas Gable's going to sit in. Hey, there's your guy Patrick Mahomes sitting atop the list. No surprise here. Yeah, the most consistent of the of all the five. I mean, you can't deny it. Lamar Jackson is still, you know, he's still capable of doing things with his arm and with his feet in the six-pack offense. You have to put two up there. You've got to recognize that he's making these plays. I, I, I still think Tyreek Hill's the most valuable player in the league. Two has done a remarkable job of being accurate. Not a deep ball thrower. Not a not ver, not very good with the ball in the air. It's going to be fascinating to see weather turns. As the weather turns, what happens? Now he plays in Miami, which is fortunate. But there's going to be he's got to go to Buffalo. Interested to see that game. Can't ignore Kirk Cousins. He's made plays when he's had to make plays. And if Josh Allen would be the number one quarterback here, if if and this is a big if, if he stopped turning the ball over in the fourth quarter. It's kind of gross. What it's weird. The turn. I mean, there's not a Brady, there's not a Rodgers, there's not a Stafford. You know, I mean, my from my from last year to this year, from blue chip red chip to where we are now, it has been completely upside down. And I think it's everybody, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're having a hard time handicapping a lot of games. I think it's one of the reasons why Survivors has had a hard time. I think it's why all the people in Survivor have gotten eliminated. What, there are 86 people left in Survivor in, in, at the Circa one? A lot of this is the is because of the inconsistencies at quarterback, including some of the guys on this list. I mean, Tua's been hurt. Cousins had some bad games but made plays. Josh Allen, you know, they, they've lost games they shouldn't have lost. So I think a lot of that is, is we're getting not getting the same level of quarterbacking play that we're used to. No doubt my man's fingers were shaking when he typed in Tua's name at number three. But I give you credit. You admit it. Hey, the guy's playing well. He's not making mistakes. He's not turning the football over. Yeah, I'm not changing how I feel about him. I'm just telling you he's playing good right now. But I'm not changing. I I mean, he's going to go into – he's going to hit a buzzsaw. I mean, I'm just telling you, I see it coming. You know, everybody can start there and say he's the MVP of the league. Go ahead. But when he goes to Buffalo and it's 15-mile-an-hour wins, let's see how that works out. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. The Chiefs are 7-2. and two. And by the way, take a look at their schedule. They are going to cruise the rest of the way, Michael. So far, they've had the toughest strengths of schedule. The Chiefs, the Chargers, conversely, have had thus far the easiest strength of schedule. But they've dealt with, a, they've dealt with myriad injuries, that being the Chargers. They're going to get Williams. They're going to get Keenan Allen back today. They're hosting the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are laying 5.5. I think this is Brendan Staley's future with the Chargers. I really do. I mean, there's a lot of people that you talk to around the league that if he doesn't get into the playoffs, he's not going to be back for the third season. You know, the Chargers are a little bit of a funny organization in terms of where they, they're going through. Ed McGuire, their, their, their salary cap guy, is going to retire at the end of the year. So they're going through some changes there a little bit. 
but uh, they're a family-run operation. This is a huge game for them. And this line has really moved now. This line has moved all the way down. I mean, it opened up at, I think it opened up at six and a half, maybe even seven somewhere. I mean, I have it as a 6.52 game. A couple shops. Right? Open seven, a couple shops, Michael. And now it's gone down to five. But a lot of that was because Allen and Williams are going to play. Look, here's the reality. The Chargers need Mike Williams. They paid him this offseason. They need Keenan Allen. These two receivers give the Chiefs their man-to-man defense a lot of trouble. We saw the Raiders move the football effectively on the on the Chiefs, you know, because Adams gives them trouble. When they go against really good receivers, they have a harder time. And I think that the Chargers, who I don't love on defense, the good thing about this Charger game against the Chiefs is Andy Reid gets bored with the running game, which is the weakness of the Charger defense. So it allows them to rush the passer and not have to worry about it. When they play teams that want to run the ball and then throw it off the run, that's when they have the hardest time. Okay, let's get the Chiefs-Chargers-Lombardi line because I want to get to Cincinnati going to Pittsburgh. The game, hand to God, the game surprises me as far as the number. Got five and a half with the Chiefs laying it at L.A. No home field advantage, obviously. What's the Lombardi line here? I had it 6-5-2 going into the game. And, you know, when you look at the game codes in this game, you know, the, the Chiefs are st- – obviously the Chiefs are really good in a lot of areas. And so that gives them the advantage. And I do think you, there isn't – you don't even want to make an adjustment for home field because the home field, it, it, it really favors the Chiefs. The Chiefs are, the Chiefs are good in 10 areas – and they're, and they're above average in three. The 13, they are in the top 12 of 13 of the 19 areas. Whereas the Chargers, you know, the Chargers are good in five of those areas. They have four real strengths, one, one above average strength, but yet they're bad in four areas. But those four areas that the Chargers are bad in, the Chiefs aren't going to take advantage of because they don't want to run the ball. Chiefs want to run. They'll, they'll throw it every single play. Now, they don't have Hardiman. Right, they they won't have him back. So that, but Kadarius Tony gives them another guy. They won't have Juju Smith-Schuster either. But Tony gives them another guy to kind of help offset the loss of those two receivers and to really take some of the pressure off of Travis Kelsey. You're going to have to help me with this one. The Bengals, who of course they're five and four, they didn't cover the spread the first two weeks of the season. The Bengals, but they're six and one ATS since then. So obviously played a hell of a lot better over their last seven. Uh, the Steelers ran the football well against New Orleans. New Orleans is in a bad way right now. What's fascinating about this number is four and a half yesterday. The Steelers are getting bet. We know sharp players are on the Steelers. The Bengals are now just a three and a half point favorite at the Steelers. Michael, what the hell is going on with this game? I'm, I'm confused I, by this number. I, I, I'm, I'm really confused by it. I, I have this game. I think the Bengals should be a six point favorite. I think the line opened up at six. I think it was five and a half or six when it opened. You know, and now it's just been bet down. The Pittsburgh love is kind of fascinating. So let's go back to week one. You know, week one of the season, Pittsburgh's not a good team. Mitchell Trubisky's playing quarterback. You know, they really can't do anything. Pittsburgh creates five turnovers against Joe Burrow. Okay. You know, and the game goes down to the last second of the game. Really, it should have been a tie, but Zach, Zach Taylor kind of messes up the end of the game, and the Steelers are able to kick a field goal with no time remaining. They win the game. They're plus five in turnover takeaway, and it takes, it, takes 40, it takes 70 minutes to win the game. And they got 100, and what did they have offensively? I mean, Pittsburgh had 192 yards passing in the game, you know, and they gave up 432 yards. Now, Chase played. I think Cincinnati's a much better team. I, I, I'm playing Joe Burrow here. I'm taking Joe Burrow over rookie Kenny Pickett. I'm taking Lou Amaromo, the defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals, over Kenny Pickett. Like, I think it favors. Now, you say, well, Pittsburgh's a hard place to play. Okay. Last year they went in there, they won 24-10. to 10. They beat Pittsburgh 41-10 to 10 in Cincinnati. You say, well, they were a better team last year than they are this year. Okay, but I think they're getting better, right? I think they, they've won three of the last four games. They beat New Orleans soundly. You know, they, they beat New Orleans in New Orleans. They beat Atlanta, which was a hard – you know, they destroyed Atlanta and they destroyed Carolina. They lose to Cleveland up in Cleveland because Cleveland could really – was a hard game for them. They can run the ball. But I think this is one they have to have. I think the second matchup is hard for the team that won the first one. I don't care where they play it. Cincinnati's won in Pittsburgh before. They've got to get mixing going. They've got to make plays. I'm not sold, even though T.J. Watt's back, that this that this Steeler defense is really the best thing going. So I, I love the Bengals today. Uh, yeah, obviously no chase. We understand he's a difference maker. Also, a reason the sharp betters are backing the Steelers today, it's Mike Tomlin as a home dog. 
obligatory, Michael, I know, but I have to tell you that Tomlin is 16-3-3 ATS as a home dog in his career. He's the most profitable head coach over the past 20 years. He's great in this spot. I just don't see it. There's an imbalance here. Cincinnati's the better team. Of course, you have to lay the three and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only three and a half. At one time, it was five and a half. You're getting the better number. You know, you're getting the better number. So, I, I, I mean, look, I, I just think to me, since he's going to win the game, do they win by a field goal? Maybe they just win by a field goal and Mike covers. But I think to me, I think since he's going to win by four or more, I think since he, I think since he's going to be a hard team to play today. They're rested, they're healthy. They get DJ Reader back, which really helps them inside. And this Pittsburgh offensive line, we talk about, we talk about the Bengals offensive line. This Pittsburgh offensive line is not very good either. Like they're not a good offensive line. I think they're going to struggle. So look, I, I, I've given this game a lot of thought. I didn't understand it, and I just think no one being in the league, it's hard to beat a team twice. It really is. And, you know, it's hard to see if, if you can do it. And I get T.J. Watts back, but I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. And I think without, the, without, without making a mistake, if, if Burrow protects the ball, which I think he really will, I think he could throw the ball on a bad Pittsburgh secondary. Okay, forget the offense there with the, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Even if the Steelers take a step forward on defense with Watt, where are they going to score points? How are Pittsburgh going to score points? The underlooked unit in football, really, he's done a great job with that Cincinnati defense. I just don't see Pickett and the Steeler offense scoring points. I, I don't. I don't either. And I think I think Pickett's going to turn the ball over. I think it's going to be a problem. That's. And I, I'm thinking he will turn it over. We shall see. Okay, we've dipped below three in Atlanta. I'm give you that updated number. Chicago at Atlanta. Atlanta's laying two and a half. We'll start there for Marquee with Thomas Gable next here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, World Cup 22 is underway. Ecuador leads the host country, Qatar, 1-0. I need to give a special shout-out. Our World Cup betting guide, Mike Palm, Nigel Seeley, Amal Shaw, and the crew is incredible. If you want to bet the World Cup over the next month, you have to get it. I'm telling you, in-depth analysis on all eight groups, best bets, picks, predictions, and also an intro to sports betting as far as soccer if you're just new to it, it's all covered. The World Cup betting guide, you got to be a pro. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Great job by the crew. vcin.com slash subscribe. Go pick up the World Cup betting guide and have it ride with you over the next month as we welcome you back. He's Michael Lombardi, joined by our partner behind the book there at the Borgata, Thomas Gable. He runs the race in sports book. As we say hi to TG and a special shout out, Michael, I forgot this yesterday, a Des Moines yeah. play. Uh, St. Mary's all over 13. Uh, he was, um, nobody's better in college basketball than TG. Laying 13 with St. Mary's. I think they won by 30. TG, my apologies and good morning to you. Yeah, no worries, no worries. And don't leave yourself out of the uh, the World Cup betting guide. Patrick oh. Patrick is a part of that World oh, Cup Oh, I know. It's guide. amazing. These guys, <laughs> they, they, I mean, I, I know nothing about soccer, and I don't even know where half these countries are. Like, if, if <laughs> forget about the game. Like, if you gave me the geography test, I would be have a hard time. Maybe like, they can add that as a section for, for, yeah, for four like, years. Yeah, like, can you show me where the – like, Geography section. You know, I asked you where the – Qatar, that's one of the United Arab Nations. Like, I have no – how do you get to Qatar? You've got, I know you got to go to JFK, but then where do I go from – there <laughs> it is con it is controversial the fact that fifa elected guitar to say the least there's going to be a lot and of they, it made they, over you can't even get days. a beer there right they won't even sell yeah, you a beer oh no in, in the, you, can, uh, you, you can't you can't have a beverage and you can't wear short sleeves i don't believe so it's a really weird place but i digress uh thomas gable as we welcome you in first off hope you're having a good sunday let's start here for marquee sports network a very interesting game in atlanta chicago this number is dipped below three at most shops. Atlanta lane two and a half. I got three at Circa. Where are you at the Borgata with the Bears at the Falcons? Yes, we're also Falcons laying two and a half right now. And th this is one that's toggled. There's a lot of games this week, Patrick, that are right around the key number yep. three that are kind of toggling off the three. And this is one of them, uh, two and a half and three here. So... Right now, obviously, you're seeing it, when you when you go to three, you're you're taking some Bears money. When you're going back to two and a half, and you're taking some Falcons money. So, uh, overall, the the ticket count does seem to favor the Bears here. But uh, this is uh, a game here where it's like, all right, Mariota's played pretty decent 
this year. Uh, I, I think the Falcons have been fortunate, though, in some degrees. Uh, certainly coming into this year, one of the uh, lowest season win totals on the board that was available. Uh, but the Bears, this uh, new-look offense, ever since they got to uh, really putting Justin Fields there, using him as another back in the offense, uh, now they're suddenly starting to put uh, points on the board. I certainly expect them to be able to put points on the board today against the Falcons here. Yeah, I mean, these are two bad defenses, right? Yeah. So we know the Falcons are not good. We know the Bears are not good on defense, and both need to rely on turnovers. And both teams run the six-back offense. Right, so Mariota's going to have to run a little bit. Now, you know, both teams struggle to play pass defense, and I think at the end of the day, if you're Dean Peace, you got to say, okay, Justin Fields beat me with your arm. I'm not going to let you beat me with my legs. Mariota's got a little bit more balance in what he can do. He can th Not that he's a great passer, but he can throw it better than Fields. So I, I find it interesting. Atlanta's, you know, coming off that horrible loss against Carolina where Carolina kind of controlled the game. This is a big spot for them. And, look, we know Atlanta is tough to play in the Dome. I mean, they play pretty well down there. They play close games. So I could see why this is toggling back and forth. Now, Michael, where, where are you moving Justin Fields up in your quarterback rankings at all? No. I, what no. I'm moving up is no. – no. And here's why. And I, and I said this on my podcast. If I were the GM of the Bears, I would not be – I would be trying to build a team around fields. But in the back of my mind, I know that I can't win a Super Bowl running a six-back offense. Sure. Or unless this six-back off, unless he improves as a passer. But I have nowhere to go. I can't go anywhere because I've got so much invested in him. So I might as well keep going down this road and right. build a team around him and get respectable. And, and because he's on such an economically friendly contract, plus I can't, how am I gonna, who am I going to get to replace him? Right. So – but I've got to go to the six-back offense. I got to be completely in that. I got to rebuild the offensive line. I've got to get some skill players. But I, and look, Justin Fields, you're you're a running back slash quarterback. I would I would actually, if I was running the Bears, I would get another quarterback in the same mold that that's he in and put them both in the backfield and run the single wing. That applause you heard live at the Borgata, the Ecuadorian clientele at the Borgata. Of course, Ecuador just scored. They're up 2-0 over Qatar. So that's the live applause. By the way, you guys want a crazy stat? The Bears are the first team, Michael, in NFL history to lose three straight games while scoring more than 29 points in each game. They've been scoring. They've been running the ball. They're first in the NFL, yeah, the Bears. Yeah, they just can't stop anybody. Yep. Neither team can stop anybody. I mean, this Atlanta defense is – we haven't heard Grady Jarrett's name mentioned in the last couple of games. They don't get any plays. The Bears' offensive line is thank God that Fields can move around or else they would lead the league by a lot in sacks. So this is going to – I think the over's in play here, TG. What's your number on the over? Uh, total right now, and that is 48 and a half. 48 and a half. So. DG, let's continue with that three theme. I like the fact that you called that out. Vegas yeah. at the Broncos, another kind of toggle there, two and a half, three. Where are you sitting with Denver laying it? Yeah, so uh, Broncos opened as two and a half point favorites. That is uh, where we're currently sitting. But again, another game there, as you said, that's kind of going back and forth between the two and a half and three. Um, so right now we, we are uh, seeing a little bit of Broncos money again come in here now that the two and a half is up there on the board. Uh, but two teams that obviously have struggled uh, mightily this year. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. This is probably, I'm assuming, just looking down the, the slate of games and where we're at sitting with ticket count and dollars bet, this is probably going to be the least bet game of the day, I would assume, on the board here. Well, I think it's going to be least bet because this, like Atlanta, Chicago, are two teams that are that face good versus good and bad versus bad. So yeah. you got the good offense of the Raiders, which is good. I mean, they're not great. They're good against a good defense of Denver. Now, the Raiders scored more points on Denver than any team has this year, you know, 32. Now, Denver scored the most points against the Raider defense of any uh, uh, that they scored 23. So this is bad Raider defense versus bad Raider, a bad Bronco offense, good Raider offense versus good Raider uh, Bronco. So it's a toss up. You go back and forth and. The Raiders may not have Colton Miller, their starting left tackle, but the first time they played him, Gregory was playing. He's not going to play today. Chubb was playing. He's obviously not on the team. Yep. Browning was playing. He's not going to play. The Raiders should be able to throw the football against them. It's going to be what's weakness, whether it's the Raider defense or whether it's the Bronco offense that plays the best. That Bronco offense is the worst in football. Good stats there, Michael. Okay, another Well, I, I would object to that. I think that somebody down in, 
uh, Brian Texas would obviously object okay. to that. I think <laughs> I, I, by the numbers, by the scoring offense, you're, you, I, I would say it's Denver. I mean, but look, I Stony right. Brook, right. everybody's going to Stony Brook to learn about how to move Jimbo. the football, yep. but uh, yep. then, you know, then they're going to stop in Byron Texas. The three we're dancing on there at the Giants. Now, I don't necessarily see any three-and-a-halves or two-and-a-halves, but we do have some no. juice on the three with the Giants here. Yeah, the, so this could be one that you, you could see get to three-and-a-half. Uh, it, it actually came – we opened the Giants as three-and-a-half point favorites. Uh, comes down off the three-and-a-half to three. Uh, right now, though, we, we are seeing some Giants money come in. So, again – don't take that uh, necessarily uh, as market-wide, as we certainly get a lot of Giants money here. Um, but this is one here where you have Goff going in pretty cool conditions Very at the cool. Meadowlands. It's, it's going to be cold. It's going to probably be around freezing or just above freezing. Oh, yeah. Table and, for and two very at windy. the heaters. And Table very for windy. two at the heaters. So yes. he, he will be hanging out by the heaters today. Yeah, no doubt. Real quick, before we only have two minutes to go, I really we got to hit this Philly Indy game because Indy yep. seems to be a really sharp play, Patrick. I mean, on my board, it's it's one of those sharp plays. You're at six and a half here still. We're at Dip six and a half. Seven. So listen, so listen to this. This is, uh, I mean, when you look at the ticket count, for obviously we have a ton of Eagles tickets written. We have more money bet on Indy than we do on the Eagles wow. presently at the six and a half. So uh, it tells you who it, it, it is a sharp play here. Yeah, I mean, Saturday love. Saturday love. Saturday love. Well, I mean, I think, look, you know, if they want to give it to Saturday. But this team beat Kansas City. They're good on defense. And, you know, they're not saying that the Colts are going to win. They're saying that the Colts can cover the six and a half. It's sure. going to come down to Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan's got to protect the football. I, I don't know if I would go and believe that because he has struggled. He, he, they've yeah. got to get him on. The Eagles rush has got to get there. And Before that's, a, and that's the other thing that's uh, been, the, you know, Fletcher Cox needs to start showing up for yeah, them. No yeah. Before we say goodbye, I want your number, Dallas, Minnesota, and I want your play, Thomas. We're doing this with everybody because this is a fascinating game, right? Dallas, Minnesota, mm -hmm. what do you got? So Dallas uh, laying a point and a half, and uh, this is down from the opener. Dallas laying two. Uh, right now, pretty evenly bet game, though. It's, uh, you know, it, we, we aren't taking a ton of uh, Minnesota money, so it's pretty evenly bet. Uh, you want my play for this game or any yes, game, Patrick? Yes, I do. I want Dallas, just for fun, Dallas, no, Minnesota. Just for Dallas. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, lay the point and a half with Dallas. Okay. I do have a Thomas Gable basketball play today. Harvard laying four and a half over Siena. Oh. Also 148 yep. and a half the over Morgan State versus Queens. That's TG. I liked Yale yesterday grinding. in football. Nobody said anything about that, you know. <laughs> grinding nonstop. Thank you, Thomas. Enjoy your Sunday. We're next with the Leans and also Michael Lombardi's official plays here on the Lombardi Line. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Thank you, Elliot. Old GPS sitting in. BetMGM is offering soccer fans a chance to win big, really big. World Cup Bracket Challenge is free to play, and it's only at the King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM. Pick a perfect bracket for the World Cup, and you're going to take home, what, $250,000. Wow. If you fall a little short, the player with the most correct picks for the entire tournament wins a top prize up to $50,000. World Cup Bracket Challenge only at BetMGM. you got to be 21 years or older. Again, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. As we welcome you back, we wait for it every week for years now. We're going to run the board with Michael Lombardi, get his leans. Michael's got three official plays. Uh, Just a note, we've got weather games today. Coming up next, countdown to kickoff with Brent Musburger. We know Brent is always obsessed with weather and the impact on the spread. He had a great write-up in Bill AD's daily newsletter, Brent Musburger did. You can sign up for that for free right now over at vsin.com. Okay, Michael, I mentioned the three weather games today. New England. Uh, Carolina at Baltimore, and Detroit at the Giants. Let's get started and run the board. Are you ready, my man? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. You got the big number, the biggest on the board. Baltimore is laying 13, 12 and a half. I'll give you 12 and a half, Baltimore laying at hosting Carolina. Uh, it's moved down a tick, so it's really moved a point uh, in the last, uh, I would say, 48 hours. I-, I-, I like Baltimore here. Baltimore's really good at putting teams away. I think the speed of Lamar Jackson and the six-back offense will create some problems. Baltimore's very good on third down. They get Andrews back to go along with likely. They'll throw the ball in the middle of the field. I don't know how Baker Mayfield's going to move this football. I mean, look, all most of the wins that, that, that the Panthers had, two of their wins of the three, have come when P.J. Walker's, PJ Walker's played. So uh, I, I'm not optimistic that they can move the ball against the Ravens' defense that's gotten better. I'll, ta- I'll lay the points. The home team in Detroit is a playoff team. That's not common. It's Buffalo. Cleveland, Buffalo, Detroit. Uh, Buffalo's lane, seven and a half. You know, I, I think to me, this is the Brown season, right? So, and they get ideal conditions. So, Amari Cooper, who def, doesn't like cold weather and wouldn't have been a factor in this game up in Buffalo, now becomes a better factor. I think they've got to run the ball. They've got to limit the amount of times that Brissett gets in the game. They can play teams close. I really believe it. They didn't stay with Miami. Miami ran the ball down their throat. And I think that that Buffalo will do the same. I think Buffalo has to play better in the fourth quarter. I think they'll cover this number. I have it. I have Buffalo covering it. I think to me at 7.5, it's too good to pass up. We have everywhere dipped below 7 in Indy. Philly is laying 6.5. I'm going to go against the Sharps here. I, I, I just think Philly's going to play better today. I know Indianapolis is a better defensive team. Indianapolis is very good in the kicking game. They can gain an advantage in the kicking game with their team. So, But I just think, to me, they're going to have a hard time defending this six-back offense. And when you can do that, with Hurt runs the ball and they make plays in the passing game, I think they'll get the lead. If they make Matt Ryan play from behind, they'll cover this number. Okay, rotation number 459, Jets, New England. We'll skip that. That's an official play. We'll circle back. Let's go 461, Detroit's at the Giants. The Giants are laying three, Michael. Yeah, this is this is one that's been all over the board here. I think a lot of people like Detroit. I don't like Detroit in two road games. Look, I think Detroit offensively with Swift is better. They can run the ball. But I think, to me, the weather's going to favor the Giants. I think the Giants are the tougher team. The Giants are better on defense in terms of I think they'll put pressure on Goff. I think he'll turn this ball over. You know, when you watch the New England game, New England, you know, they were 0 for 6 on fourth down against New England, which really killed them. And they turned the ball over, and the game got away from them. I think that's what the Giants have to do. They have to pressure and turn the ball over. A game nobody wants to see. Cooper Cup is out. The Rams are at New Orleans, and New Orleans is laying 2.5. 
I don't like the Rams at all. I think if people are playing the Rams, they're just it's an anti New Orleans play. I think New Orleans should get their act together. This Ram team is not very good. You know, now with Cup in the game, who's getting the football? I, I don't understand, you know, Stafford's still not protected. They're this offensive line, nobody can name who's on the offensive line other than Haverstein. They're they're playing with backups to backups. I think it's a challenge. I think it's a challenge, and I think New Orleans will play better in the Dome or else they're going to hear about it. I think this is a desperate game for New Orleans. I don't like the Rams team at all. They're the, to me, they're the, on my power rankings, Patrick, they're the 31st team. They're, a ter- they're, a t- they're legitimately a terrible football team. The Rams in every way are bad. Let's just be clear. They won a championship. Congratulations. They're horrible this year, and they just lost the highest usage guy in football in Cooper Cup. Okay, as far as the wide receiver. Let's go uh, Chicago-Atlanta. I'm really curious to get your take on this. It's Atlanta two and a half. I think at two and a half, you've got to take Atlanta. I just think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. I think this could be the USC-UCLA game, right? I think this is both defenses aren't going to be very good. I think both teams will move the ball on one another. I think both teams will make big plays. Remember, Patterson's back for the Falcons. They still have Pitts. They have Drake London. So they can make plays against the Bears defense. Both defenses are undersized and try to be fast. I just think Atlanta's a little faster and maybe a little bit better. I'll take Atlanta at the home team. Uh, I'll lay the two and a half. For fun, you want to go over that 48 and a half with Chicago and Atlanta? Oh, I do. And I want to go under the, the – well, we'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> keep it. Keep that in mind. Uh, let's go Vegas-Denver. You got rooting interest, of course, and Denver is laying <laughs> I'm rooting for Vegas. Here. I'm rooting for Vegas. I, I mean, look, I, I, I don't like the Vegas defense. I think it's going to be really challenging for them to make plays. I think Russell Wilson will pro- has to play well today. If Russell Wilson doesn't play well today, who's he going to play good against? This will be a back-and-forth game. You know, without Colton Miller, I'm going to lean towards the Broncos. Okay, Kansas City's laying five and a half at the Chargers. I like the Chargers here. I, I go against my numbers here, but I like the Chargers because I think with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, I think they're better offensively. And I think they have always given the Chargers trouble. They've always given the Chiefs trouble. I think the Chiefs can win, but I think that five and a half is too much. I like the Chargers taking the points. Okay, an official play coming up next here. It's Dallas, Minnesota. And Dallas, you've got Dallas Lane a point and a half. Yeah, and I'm going to take Dallas here. I just think Dallas is the desperate team, you know, and I think at some point Minnesota is going to have to get caught up. I think Dalvin Cook, I think Minnesota will, will struggle. I think Dallas will play better defense, and I think Dak Prescott will play better. I think they have to play better. Mike McCarthy knows he's been up there before. He understands how to play Minnesota in that dome. I think that helps them. Getting Zeke back helps them protect the football, run the ball against Minnesota, stay out of third down. I like Dallas. Okay, official play here. You've got Cincinnati lane three and a half at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I just don't see how Cincinnati can lose to Pittsburgh twice in the same season and call themselves a playoff team, right? How, how do you do that? I, I love Mike Tomlin. I think Mike's done a remarkable job. But it's still a rookie quarterback against a really good defensive coordinator. They get D.J. Ryder, Reader back at defensive tackle, helps against the run. You know, I think you kind of – they have a sense of how to play Matt Canada. Last year, Matt Canada's offense scored 20 points in two games against the Bengal defense. Now, the Bengals may not be as good defensively, but they can pressure the quarterback with Hubbard and with Hendrickson. I, I like Cincinnati. I think I like Burrow. I'm going to play the quarterback here. I mean, to me, one of the things I've learned about recommending games is take the best quarterback most of the time. And finally, the point spread is the ultimate number. I mean, it's fascinating here because I believe Michael Lombardi is going to take the Jets at New England today, catching three and a half. I think weather's a factor here in this game. I think the, the field goal, making field goals is a factor in this game. I think protect it. I think both teams want to protect their quarterback from beating them. The best quarterback on the field the last time they played for New England was Zach Wilson, right? I mean, he turned the ball over with three unforced errors. And so I think at least the, the one thing I've learned about the Jets this year is when Wilson beats them, the next week they always don't let Wilson play. I think they won't let Wilson play. I think they'd rather punt than let Wilson turn this ball over. Uh, and I think they're going to have to try to find a way to run the ball on a very good run defense in New England. I think New England can run the ball on the Jets. I think it's a field goal game. The half point makes me lean to the Jets. Okay, leave the graphic up. Jets catching three and a half. The Bengals laying but three and a half. And I also like the under in that game. I think the under in this game is important. I, I don't know. 38? You know, Corey Davis isn't playing for the Jets. I don't know if Parker's going to dress. It's going to be hard to make explosive plays in this game. And so I think this will be a methodical control. Both teams want to run the ball. It'll be a fast game. I think this game will be over by four before 4 o'clock. 
Okay, that total is sitting 38 at most shops. So remember, we'll, we'll hold on to San Francisco, Arizona. And coming up on Thursday, we're going to be here live on the Lombardi line. you got Buffalo, Detroit, you got the Giants at Dallas, and you got New England at Minnesota. I cannot wait for Turkey Day, man. That's going to be fun. I love it. It's so good this week. And, you know, we learned so much about the teams, the weathers. You know, now we add the other element into this is weather, right? Because as we see, too, plus the pressure. How do you handle pressure, right? So, you know, South Carolina sitting there, they have no pressure on them. Tennessee has it all. They don't handle the pressure very well. And I think a lot of that happens in the NFL as well. You know, there's no pressure on some of these teams. And then when you start to feel pressure, how do you react? You know, you know the you're, it's like blowing up a balloon. You're blowing it up. When's it going to burst? So you got to be able to pr- handle the pressure. And we'll find out how good these teams are. Look. Minnesota's not going to not lose a game the rest of the year. The Giants are not going to lose a game the rest of the year. There's, there's going to be some bumps in the road in November and December, and I think that's what makes the NFL so fascinating because we sit there and say, how did that team beat the other? Like, how, would, how did Houston beat Washington? Well, because it's the NFL and teams in November December start to feel that pressure, and they don't handle it as well. Most well-read men in uh, man in handicapping, deliberate cruelty is a bonus book recommendation. <laughs> Love it. It's great. Michael, I get back in the car your, and listen to it. Enjoy your Sunday. Coming up next, of course, countdown kickoff with the legendary Brent Musburger here on VEASAN. Michael, thank you. Thanks, Patrick. Okay, and thank you to everybody at Circa. Brent is next. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.